Sisters. <laughs> Nutrition. Chewing. The. Fat. Podcast. Episode. Mm, 35? 33? Is it? Okay. I don't know. It could be. Right, Joe. What are we talking about? We're talking the truth about calories. The truth! And nothing <laughs> but the truth. Maybe some of uh, our opinions too. So help me, dog. Fenton's got a cushion. Right then. So... I know we've done a podcast before on calories, but we did that about calorie counting. So I think there's still some consumer confusion. I think, I know. There's always some kind of confusion around calories. Do they count? Calorie values? What's going on? Best with, way to spend your calories. Yeah, and all that. So we're just going to have a little 20-minute rant about calories for a change. Yeah. I think the thing that I see the most is the stuff online where it says... This nutritious meal, you know, like a chicken salad with loads of olives and oil and sardines and whatever, and they go, 800 calories. And this McDonald's meal is 700 calories. And the problem you've got there for me is that people then correctly assume that you'd lose more weight eating the McDonald's. But the issue is this, the, the ability to, to do that consistently, that people have these foods that aren't eaten in moderation and then they're assuming that they can then start eating them in moderation, which is a completely different skill set. And people lose the wood for the trees very quickly because they just look at the numbers. Yes, I agree. Should I add another bit to that? <laughs> no, I think, you know, um, as everyone knows or should know, or if you don't know, you will do now. Weight loss will always come down to creating a calorie deficit. So eating less calories than you consume or burning more calories than you consume, whichever way you do it. Um, so then, obviously, kind of, if you can look at ways of saving calories, like Joe said with that meal, so you've got what's classed as a healthy meal, air quotes if you're listening to the podcast, um, that's 800 calories, and then you've got, you know, a Big Mac meal, which is going to be 700 calories, whatever. I have no idea if those totals Good luck with those numbers. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Um, so then people will automatically assume that the Big Mac meal is a better choice for fat loss, which... Technically, if you're looking at saving calories, it is. But the quality of your calories is also going to have a massive influence on how full you are, how good you feel as well, you know, how much energy you have. You know, it's just going to have a massive knock-on effect for health-wise. So, you know, I could say I had 200 calories worth of chicken breast as a snack. And then someone could say, well, I had... A pack of Maltesers, which Joe, how many calories in a pack of Maltesers? 186, 189. Like that. 189, I think, off the top of my head. <laughs> mm. I don't know, I have no idea how many calories in a chicken breast. It, it's but... in just below 200. Yeah, so you could say, well, you'd been better off having that Maltesers. But then again, I'm getting absolutely no, no nutritional value from Maltesers whatsoever, whereas I'm getting a shit ton of protein. It's going to be really, really filling, and it's you know, going to be harder for me to digest. <clears throat> so I'm probably going to burn a lot of calories digesting the 200 calories worth of chicken as well. So, yes, I might be ingesting a few more calories by having a chicken breast, but you have to look at the nutritional, kind of weigh that up as well. I think the big thing for me is that people will often, you know, people are posting these things because they're not that asked about the nutritional value is they're just looking for fat loss. So, the numbers. so if you can say to someone you can eat a Big Mac rather than chicken salad, then that's going to be a winner. But the problem is you're looking at something in isolation there, like the snack you just said. That's one snack, that's a 200 calorie window. But what happens after that, and that's often the thing that I see is when, so I had a lady the other day who had a couple of biscuits for breakfast and an ice cream for lunch. Belvita. 
I don't know. No, they were like custard creams or something. So not even same difference. Yeah, very much, much of a much <laughs> probably less two bobbies together. Um, so the, the issue you've got there is that you could just look at that and say someone's in a calorie deficit. Brilliant, and that's what people tend to do. But in my experience as a as a nutrition coach, Ooh. is that the highest calorie days I see are often the ones with the lowest calories at the start. It's rare someone will have a full English breakfast and then blow out the rest of the day. Often will people will have nothing or they'll have a croissant or you know something higher carb. They'll get super desperate and then they'll just go nuts. You know, it's, it's rare that, you know, you don't get all the information from just looking at things in isolation by looking at one snack or one meal. You have to look at the whole day. And in my massive experience of probably marking I don't know how many food diets I'd be tempted to say 100,000. It feels like 100,000. <laughs> Today. Is that people's mistakes stem from the decisions they make earlier in the day. And that is often to do with poor nutritional choices. It's not to do with calorie intake. So people make it too hard for themselves by convincing themselves that a Kit Kat is the same as a chicken breast. Well, no, it's just not because of the factors that James mentioned. And ultimately, that's why people then overeat their calories. Yeah, you, you know, as we said about creating a calorie deficit, everyone has a certain amount of calories, like a calorie budget, if you like, that you have to spend each day on your food. Um, and that's going to be determined by all sorts of different things. So it's not just like, you know, when people put them into fitness calculators and say, oh, you have 2,000 calories, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's best to spend those wisely instead of frivolously. You right there? I'm very much enjoying him looking at my hand. <laughs> So, um, you know, if you have, you know, 1,600 calories, you don't want to blow those all on a kilo of dairy milk and then, you know, some chips. Because that is, then is your entire calorie budget blown for the entire day. And anything you eat over that, you're spending over your budget and it's going to be in a surplus. So you're going to end up gaining weight. So, you know, it makes more sense to be a little bit more frivolous and have... Like a delicious parma ham and spinach omelette. Oh, nice. delicious for breakfast, you know. Three recipes too in the podcast. Salmon, teriyaki salmon stir fry with some rice for lunch. Don't mess around. Pretty much a meal plan here today. And, oh God, I'm, <laughs> I'm choked. Chicken and sweet potato and asparagus for dinner with a delicious high-protein yogurt to finish. Have Ooh. that. And 25 grams of dark chocolate. Throw it in there. That's going to be much more filling, much more satiating. It's going to give you more fiber, more protein, more energy. It's going to make you feel good. Busting makes me feel good. That was uh, Ghostbusters. Nice. Thank you. <clears throat> so, 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 <laughs> what? Enough, so, what? so what? You have, a nutritious, you have a nutritious day, you feel good, and what? You're really, really full, and you're moving towards your goals, as opposed to you just spunking all your calories. If you look some quick fix, quick energy foods <clears throat> that aren't very filling. And you're banking on your willpower, aren't you? Yeah. If you're going to have... Think about how much harder, you know, or when you normally mess up, when you normally get cravings, it's going to be on an evening. Always when you're hungry, isn't it? So I just had my second meal of the day, so I'm a meal behind. <gasps> and I was literally getting to the point where I was like, I'm going to sack off my diet and get a load of crap food. And then it's that moment of clarity, because I've done this for so long with so many people, is you go... Do you know what? I'll just eat first and I'll decide. Yeah, and then in five minutes you go, oh yeah, actually, I've it, I, was, I was just hungry. Yeah, that's all it's it like was. texting an ex when you're drunk. I'm just going to wait until the morning and then see how, oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't what do that. What was I doing? <laughs> what did I ever see in him? His beard. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Moving on to <laughs> So I think, yes, obviously, you know, creating that calorie deficit. You know, there's been studies where people have, I think the Greg's one was a recent one, wasn't it? Where someone ate nothing but Greg's for I don't know how long, but kept, you know, maintained a calorie deficit and lost weight. There's people who've done it on McDonald's. There's people who have done it just eating cake, I believe, as well. But you are going to feel like shit. You're going to have no energy. You're going to be hungry. You know, the, it's, that's just the science part of it. The science part is it's an equation. It's calories in, calories out. But how comfortable do you want that to be? Do you want it to be hard as hell where you're really, really hungry? And we all know that hunger, again, bringing up drinking, is like being drunk. You make loads of bad decisions when you're hungry. That's why you shouldn't go to the supermarket hungry because you come back with mega nuts. That's a Morrison brand of donut, by the way, before anyone is confused. Yes, yeah, not some kind of medical condition. That I, suffer <laughs> from. I have to put my nuts in a trolley, <laughs> push around in that little kid's seat. No. Um, anyway. Yes, moving on. So you want to make this as easy as possible. You want to make it basically as hard as possible to fuck up. Make it hard to overeat. You know, you've made the point before about, you know, if you start eating a steak, it's delicious. Mm. You go halfway through, you start to be a bit full normally towards the end of that meal, you cannot eat much more because it's so satiating, because it's nutrient dense, because it's high protein, because it's got fats in. It's super filling. And that might be 300 calories worth of steak, yeah. whereas eating 300 calories worth of biscuits is like six biscuits. Like an, yeah, an inhale, isn't it? I yeah. had some donuts the other day actually, and there were 300 calories in there. It's like six mini ones. And I thought, Do you know what, I'll have half, I'll have three of them, and that'll be 150, and that's not too bad. And then you get halfway through and you go, mm, I'm not even remotely mm. full. So you eat the rest. And then it's just how it is because these foods are delicious, they're unsatiating, and it's all well and good. If you are a stronger person than me, that you can moderate these foods, if you're the kind of person who can have a pack of biscuits and break them up into single or double biscuit portions, then that approach is going to work really well for I you. I think generally biscuits come in portion sizes. Well, as in per biscuits, yeah. but I mean like, you know what I mean? You've just been a dickhead, aren't you? <laughs> but most people haven't got, you know, the way they are because they've bought a pack of biscuits and chosen and gone, do you know what, I'd really like to eat the whole pack now, is people do these things habitually, they do them without thinking, they do them because they're really hungry. And so then you need to be fixing those root issues rather than, and don't get me wrong, it does work, you know, you see people lose massive amounts of weight. I just don't think it's the, the best way. I don't think it's very, uh, very effective and most people aren't going to, you know, get a box of 20 nuggets and eat 16 and go, ding, ding, calories are done. I'll throw the last four away. People mm. are going to eat them. And the, the issue you've got is that's fine if you've got a chicken salad or a steak and asparagus. If you eat a bit more, you know, you have a little bit more veg or, you know, a couple of extra wedges, you can't take much in. Whereas if it's half a McFlurry or me with the donuts, I've suddenly banged in an extra 150 calories with no satiating impact. So my calories for the day have gone up. Whereas if you have a bigger lunch that's really nutritious, you're gonna eat less at dinner. And that's what we always, well, I definitely try to do with people, is to try to get them to eat more earlier in the day so they don't end up snacking or overeating or binging or any of the other things that tend to undo progress. Yes, indeed, you know, we can, the, it all depends on the individual and, you know, we're all for finding something that fits your life. And if, you know, some people wake up and they do not want to eat breakfast, and that's cool. It's not a bad thing unless, as Joe says, as a knock-on effect for the rest of your choices during the day. If you then go out and eat a lot of crap food because you're starving and you're making these bad choices, then it's not for you. And this is, I think, when intermittent fasting, I don't know if it's as big now, I think it's... I think it's kind of slowed down, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, slowed really? down. Back onto keto now. Um, was really big. It was people 
forcing themselves to do a, an eating, a fasting protocol that just didn't work for them with the belief that it was going to help them. That suddenly, you know, they wouldn't possibly be able to eat as many calories in eight hours as they normally do in 14. Trust me, I can. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. I mean, I've never even really tried it because I just know that it's not something I want to do. And I think, you know, sometimes you get clients, here we go, I'm going to go on a bit of a side talk, when people say, what's your view on fasting? And you look at their food, it's not been great. You just think, well, it's not, you're just hoping, aren't you, for this magic bullet. Mm. It's not actually going to get you where you want to be. And I think that's kind of the same with the calorie counting stuff, pull it back in, is people go, well, if I just track it all, then I'll be fine. Like, but the issue is you don't want to track it all. It's hard to do. That is, it's probably one of the single biggest deviations you can make is from going to not weighing anything to weighing everything. And people will just take stabs in the dark. They'll guesstimate. They won't really generic. have... Generic. I'll use it. I'll take the generic curry. Won't really have a fucking clue what's in it. Because people just don't. You know, it takes a lot of learning that you can accurately, you know, work out how many calories are in something. But again, another, another slight segue there with the calorie counting. And again, people think that calorie counting is the perfect answer to losing weight. And it, you know, it's a great answer if done correctly and consistently. But if you tend to overeat or emotionally because you've had a bad day at the office or the kids are pissing you off or your partner's pissing you off or your partner's insisting on getting a takeaway so you end up getting one or your partner is drinking wine or beer in front of you <clears throat> so that tempts you into doing it or you know it's the weekend so you want to reward yourself is having a calorie target going to prevent you from making those choices the answer is unlikely eh, eh. so that's what you need to address yes calories are important but being aware of them and fixing or looking to address the times when you consume a lot of calories is going to be more important than counting calories for me. You're relying on um, an inferior mechanism because you're relying on willpower. You're relying on you having the ability to say no with something that you've struggled with and subconsciously. You, know, you see it a lot with our clients when they first start is they'll so quickly go back to their old habits. They'll be so quick to have a bad day and eat. Some people are better than others, but on the whole, people are a lot worse at the start because they just aren't used, they're so used to doing it. They're so used to having a bad day and rewarding themselves with food, that that's the habit that just keeps going. And ultimately then, counting calories isn't going to fix that. That's what you need to work on. You need to work on changing your mindset around food and, and what you believe is going to work. Because yeah. then you can kind of eradicate the root of the problem. Well that's it, because no one is gonna have an horrific day at work and just go, I could fucking murder a bottle of wine but I've only got 240 calories left, so I'm just going to have 210 milliliters. Yeah. That's not going to happen, is like it? Like we just mentioned with the clients there, they're two glasses in by this point. So you need to be looking at a different mechanism, which is ultimately, sorry, to get back to where I, was, I, I kind of lost myself. So you're relying on willpower, which is a conscious thought. You need to rely on unconscious thoughts, because this is what happens is people diet for a period of time, they're using their willpower, they're using conscious thought, and then the day they stop thinking is the day they go back to how they used to eat. And this is why people yo-yo diet endlessly. They'll lose weight and regain it because they've not changed their subconscious thoughts. They've not changed how they perceive food. So you're just holding your breath. And ultimately, and often, the longer people hold their breath, the more air they need when they come up the from it. peanut butter M&Ms falling through. Yeah, so it, it does work, but then what are you going to do afterwards? And I think that if you haven't changed your mindset and how you view food, 
I'll just quickly go into this with the Diet Coke stuff. So one of the reasons that we used to be really anti-Diet Coke was because the idea is you're still having the same habit. So if someone has three cans of Diet Coke a day, they've had a bad day, they want a sweet boost, they have a Diet Coke, that's fine. There's no calories in it, but you're leaving the same habit in place. So what happens when there's not a Diet Coke? You've not found an alternative coping mechanism like deep breathing, reminding yourself that food doesn't help, reading a book, you know, concentrating on your goals. So you just reach for the nearest sweet thing because you've still got that habitual action. And that's what you need to change. And you do that by changing habits. I like it. And that's, you know, one of the huge reasons why we coach, because we can look at addressing these things as opposed to just going, eat this, this and this. Because like I said, when the shit is the fan and it gets to a point where you normally mess up or you normally binge or you normally fall off the wagon whatever you want to call it a calorie value or a macro target or a fucking meal plan isn't going to make a blind bit of notice you're not yeah. going to say i am absolutely starving i'm really pissed off my husband wants a pizza but my plan says i need to have 175 grams of cod 200 grams of asparagus yeah you're going to go back to your default setting which is get a pizza because i feel like shit feast. and i'll feel loads better and that's the issue, is that your subconscious beliefs are that food makes you happy. But yeah, the truth is it doesn't. You know, that, that cycle. That, that pizza doesn't actually make you happy. It just provides you with temporary relief. And it's just, I think, that, you know, the whole thing that we've always, always done as, as the business has developed over the past kind of three and a half years is that calories is the science behind it, but it's, you know, we're not, human beings aren't logical. The whole thing about food making us happy is that people make these decisions over and over and over and over and over, you know, for decades at a time, just keep hoping that they're going to be able to, to change their mindset by finding a plan. But plans don't look at mindsets, plans look at behaviours. Also, they just look at the action rather than the root of the action. And that's what it would come down to for, for us, really, and what people need to work on. Indeed, yeah, it's not about finding a new plan. It's finding out the reasons why you've not stuck to previous ones or why you can't stick to something or what normally... Basically, you know, addressing the reasons why you normally get where, you know, what are the food choices habits behaviors that normally cause you to gain weight and that's what needs to be addressed and it's not whether you're having too many grams of uh, strawberries or blueberries or whether you're having your carbohydrates post-workout or pre-workout that's not the issue you know it's not couscous it's not and if it is that's so easy to fix because yeah. you just go well you have 60 grams let's go down to 40 but they, no one's got fat because they moved their couscous from 40 grams to 60 grams. They didn't do the reverse. People get fat because they binge or because they don't exercise enough, you know, or their output is way below their input. And often it's because they're just not eating enough protein and veg. You know, if I work with the majority of our, our Kickstart clients, the people who do seven days, and everything we say is about eat more protein and veg, eat less processed crap. And it's written all over everything that we hand out. And people, even when they're trying on their first day, nearly always do that, get it wrong, which just shows how far it is away from the way that average people eat. People say sometimes, I'd like to be able to eat like a normal person. Like the issue is you do eat like a normal person, which is why you're here, because people don't, are so just ingrained with that food makes you happy and that food solves your problems. And you know, you banged your knee, here's some sweets, it all stems, you know, it's, it's been there for a long time. It isn't gonna go because Joe Wicks has written you a new plan and you're gonna wear out your sweet potato. It's not going to actually fix anything, is it? I just thought I'd bollock him. <laughs> you dropped the JW. Yeah. You just dropped it. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh, God, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so just quick one on the live video. Also, he's not renewing milk. Connie Pixie Sharp, what an M. Uh, it just said pizza is my weakness still. Now, we're not saying that you can never eat pizza again. Don't panic. I fucking love a good pizza. Pizza mm. fan? Mm, massively. We need to go to that. Do I look like a man who's not a pizza <laughs> fan? <laughs> we need to go to that place in Horsford that serves mega pizzas. Anyway, that's another date. Um, you could do, You just need to be sensible with it. So if the majority of your food choices are made of nutrient-dense, single-ingredient foods... Pizzas. Yeah, not a pizzas... <laughs> Then having one pizza is not going to make a dent, is it? It's one meal out of twenty-one, you know, to thirty in a week of, you know, fifty to sixty in a month. It's a tiny amount of your of your nutritional intake. You know, it's it's just again going back to that budget thing. It's just not a great spend of calories. If you spend twelve hundred calories on a pizza, you don't have a lot of wiggle room for the rest of that day. But then again, it's how it's going to balance out over that week as well. If you've been in a continual deficit throughout that week by making great choices, then you know it's probably not going to affect your weight loss. You just need to be sensible with high-calorie foods. I would say with the pizza as well, and someone saying it's their weakness, is I would look at how many times you're having it a week and how many times you've gone, do you know what, I really fancy a pizza, and it's yeah. not because you've gone, I've had a shit day. I'll have a pizza or I've got nothing in I'll have a pizza it needs to be the times when you actually really enjoy it and it's so often you know you see people having these high calorie foods you say you know why do you have this and it's the, the vast vast minority of the time is people saying I really fancied it often it's people just saying there was nothing else there you know I didn't make a good decision it's not it's, it's the minority of times when people really do want it and that's one thing to look at is keep it in Plan it in for when you really will enjoy it. Pick a Friday night, pick a date night, whatever it's going to be. Not just because it's Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I've had a bad day. And then suddenly, you know, suddenly you've got five pizzas there and you only needed one. So that's one way to look at it too. Yeah, there's a huge difference between making a kind of happy conscious choice to eat something less, less stick with pizza to eating pizza because of a reaction to something or someone. Fucking Sandra from HR. What a bitch. Um or because you didn't have anything prepared, because you were really hungry, you went to the supermarket and then you bought it. You know, there's a huge, huge difference there between making a, uh, a conscious, controlled choice where I'm like, right, you know, just the example I said, me and Joe, we want to go see this restaurant because they do, looks like amazing pizzas. Do we? Is this just you? Uh, I, I wanna, feel like I would never mention this before. <laughs> I want to take you. I'll show you it. I'll yeah. show you You're going to take me to the pizza shop? Is that you? I'm going to eat your pizza. <laughs> I'm going to cut me a slice. Um, that's a huge difference. You know, that's kind of like a conscious choice, an event, something that we want to do, as opposed to, you know, me forgetting to prep any food today or not bring my food and then calling at the supermarket on the way home because I'm absolutely starving, buying a pizza and you know eating fifteen hundred calories worth of pizza because of something that I could have prevented. And ultimately, the day after, I'd be like. I should have got shit. I should have got a salmon stir fry. And we've all had that, haven't we? Where we've eaten yeah. and just the next day gone, ah, that wasn't worth it. That at was all. really not worth it. And there's lots of times when it is, but it's just making sure that you pick and choose those, and just being realistic. I was saying to someone the other day, saying they don't like to be restricted, and it's that thought of if a child asked you for sweets, would you give them it every time? Continuously. And you need to kind of look at your internal monologue with the same way that you would help you know help a friend or a parent or an elderly relative or whatever it might be you don't always people don't always get what they want all the time you have to be aware there is going to be sacrifices and limitations to this so i think to sum up joe mm -hmm. 
Yes, calories count, but the quality of your calories will determine your health, how you feel, how full you are. Um, so just being conscious of those and just, yeah, I think the, the thing that kind of sparked this off was I picked up in the Asda. Please feel free to sponsor me. I've been shouting you out a bit on Instagram. Um, some high-protein shreddies. I looked at the nutritional info, and they are higher calories than normal shreddies, which then someone would go like, well, that's just ridiculous. These are higher calories than normal shreddies. But they're higher calories than normal shreddies because they've got protein in it. And protein, guess what? Keeps you fuller. Contains calories, I was going to say. Oh, right. Yes. It will keep you fuller as well. Oh, sorry, my mistake. So it's just going to... Ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, that. It's just knowing... Um, but these, you know, these choices will influence the calories, but then again, they'll influence the nutritional value or the nutritional density of foods as well. So being conscious of that for me. Yeah, I think like you say, um, just a random fact that you kind of mentioned there is that people saying about, you know, uh, with health benefits that 90% of the health benefits of weight loss come from the weight loss alone. So if you're overeating your calories, but eating nutritious ones, you'll have lots of nutrients, but you'll be at risk of lots of being fat-based issues. But the reason I'm saying that is because that if you focus on the quality of your calories, it's just so much easier to lose weight. Massively. And make, again, reiterate, make it as easy as possible to lose weight and make it as hard as possible to fuck up. Yeah. So, be full. Make no, it yeah, hard not to being overeat. hungry, basically. If, if, calorie, yeah, if calories drive fat gain, then you want to find ways to limit taking them on. So make sure you don't want as many as, as normal. You know, If you're relying on willpower and your subconscious and your conscious thoughts to eat less, it's going to be really hard work. If you're full all the time, it's a lot easier. That's why appetite suppressants work so well, because people don't need to eat, so they don't. That's what eating... Basically, eating healthy is a natural appetite suppressant. Yeah, so food quality. Well. Yeah. Food quality as well as being conscious of your calories, just to really confuse you. And I think this is, again, another point that might be worth putting is this is exactly what we do. You know, me and you both eat pretty clean. Probably me at the moment, like 95% of my week, and I don't know about you, but it's just... It's something that I totally buy into. We're not kind of behind the scenes shoehorning in as many countries and stuff like that into our week as we can. It's just what really works the best. You know, I'm able to, I don't know about you at the moment, I'm able to kind of hold a pretty lean physique, yeah. eating quite a lot because of this, you know, without having to weigh my food all the time. It just works really, really well. But again, just, just to throw one set of numbers in there. So people often, you know, want a snack on something kind of like a, an evening snack and sometimes people will say I had some cake or I had some chocolate as a snack now no one ever got full from eating cake or chocolate as we established talking about biscuits I'm giving it a good go yeah so 25 grams of dark chocolate 25 grams of pretty much well milk chocolate usually if you look at those little Aldi individual packs it's about 130 140 calories so that is 25 grams of food that's it that's all you put into your body 25 grams into your stomach 25 grams of carbs and fats yeah but it's, it, the total weight is 25 grams for 130, 140 calories, you can get, I think, about 150, 200 grams. It's already, you know, 10 times as much, if not over, of, um, just under, sorry, of 0% Greek yogurt, which is going to be packed full of protein. I think about 20 grams. Maybe, yeah. About 20 grams 15. of protein. And maybe like 80 grams of frozen berries, which you can defrost should you like. So you're going to have around. This isn't Slimming World, we don't mind how you have it, yeah, berries. 250 grams of food 
for the same amount of calories as 25 grams of food. Now, which one is going to keep you fuller for longer? Which one's going to make, you know, keep you more satiated? Which one's going to make the whole dieting system easier? So that's what we're talking about when spending calories. You can spend 130, 140 calories on 25 grams of food or 130, 140 calories on you know 250 grams of food if you've ever made five of those chocolate bars last five days then you're a stronger man than i stronger, stronger woman than i am i can do that yeah, you just got me a woman mm-hmm. i am not i'm not gender leeds, specific leeds biggest drag queen <laughs> I'm gender, I'm gender fluid. i might do um Second some crossfit comps as a woman and see if i can win mm, that'd be embarrassing when you don't yeah yeah Jemima. Right, so that is our podcast of the day. Thank you very much for listening. We do appreciate it. And for all those people who watch live, thank you very much. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have the normal intro or outro today because my computer is officially fucked. So I'll have to wait until that gets fixed. Right, so thank you very much for listening. Please leave a review, like, subscribe. Uh, take care, comb your hair, love, peace, hair grease. <laughs>